Logan from IT Activity. We are two best friends who happen to be psychic mediums. We do readings, we teach, we mentor, and we love to laugh. Yeah, and you know what? We love to cry too because we're heartstring pulling leather truckers. Oh, ooh, warning. This is rated E for explicit. So if you don't like the word fuck, you should probably turn your ass around. Turn it around. Don't look back, run. But if you're sticking around, it's time for another episode of I'm a Medium. Ask me how. Dana Willie. Hi, Matthew Tao. Are you ready for our next special guest? Oh, I'm. So, I've been. This is on our dream list, Dana Willie. Mm-hmm. We created a dream list. I was like, mm, this person I want on there. Mm-hmm. I want on there real, real, real right now. Mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and introduce the legendary, the magical, the incomparable Samantha Madrid. Yay! Let's, let's go. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yay. Hello, welcome to our podcast. Like, we—I'm not kidding when I'm saying we created a list, mm-hmm. and you were on our list. And I think what is amazing about you—I'm going to toot your horn for a minute. I think what's amazing about you is you come from a lot of different perspectives, and you have a lot of different background and experience that not a lot of mediums have. And I was just like, I'm Dana. Dana. Yeah. Who do I have to sell? Do I need to sell Cody or Hannah to get Samantha Madrid on the podcast? <laughs> and all we had to do was ask. So everyone's safe. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited mm-hmm. to explore and talk about things and like kind of open other minds to different backgrounds mm-hmm. and different possibilities and a different concept in mediumship that didn't start from like development courses and stuff like that. So Definitely, I'm excited. Yeah, I like to say that we all roads lead to Rome, right? And so, like, everybody's pathway can be different. And that's one of the things that I really definitely wanted to start with with you because Matt and I both kind of had to, like, lock down our spirituality for a long time and we didn't feel safe expressing it for whatever our, our different reasons were. But you have a different story. It was, it was, you grew up much differently than us. Do you feel comfortable sharing like your story? Oh yeah. So um, me and Matt were talking about that. So the fifth generation stuff, when people throw out, well, I'm a generational. Okay. What are you a wizard? Come on. Okay. (laughs) So the generational stuff that comes out in most people's story has like Matthew said, like no real background, just kind of like that right and and mm-hmm. i i have factual um generational people that have practiced magic in my life and i grew up around like occult and mysticism and witchcraft and like healers like it's been my whole childhood and my childhood was full of meeting like these different type of people that were just so like what are you i don't understand and so um Growing up in my family, like I'm biracial, so my dad's family is Mexican culture and my mom's family is from Scandinavia, so it's a it's a mis, mix match of different. And um, from the moment my mom was pregnant with me, my great grandma, who was a curandera, which is a witch doctor, uh, she would approach my mom and she'd be like, "Oh my God, I can't wait! She's a seer." And my mom's all, "What's happening? Stop touching me!" Right? And I think that. I didn't understand what my great grandmother meant in my childhood a lot of times because her terminology compared to modern terminology was very different. So as a child, when I got brought into this family, my my great grandma put her caught her claws on me and took me in real quick. And I was really close to her because my my great grandma was young. My grandma was young. There were young moms. So I had mm-hmm. I had the upper hand of meeting like my great, great grandmother, who was a card reader. And I knew my great grandmother, who was a, her daughter, who was practicing curandismo, um, modern medicine. And then my grandma was terrified of it. My grandma was like, my, my sister played with the Ouija board. I'm not comfortable. This is crazy. She let in all kinds of stuff in our house. So it was, there's just different layers to everything that I had going on in my childhood. Cause I really genuinely thought as a child that everyone was capable of like this. And so growing mm-hmm. up, um, I do have trauma. I have spiritual trauma from my great grandmother because she used me as a tool. And that was a very hard thing for me as a child, because at the age of five, I started showing 
very prominent signs of connecting to the other side, but I didn't know mediumship was a thing. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. mediumship. She said, you are called, um, you're on, you're on, um, what does she call it? I'm having a brain fart and I was talking about it. You're the, in the, in between. She would say, you're in the in between. And I never knew what that meant. I was like, in between what? And she said, in between living, in between dead, you're in the in between. And I didn't hear the word mediumship until I was about 17 when I met another medium. And she was like, well, you're a medium. You're a full-blown medium. What's going on? And I was all, I'm actually a small. That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. So... (laughs) So first of all, I'm a skinny legend. Yes. <laughs> I am a small. How dare you? And and mm-hmm. so when I when I heard the word medium and then she she explained to me what it was, like everything made sense to me. I was like, that makes sense in 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 the middle, the in between, mm-hmm. same difference. But I I grew up just with older people being like, what do you see? What do you feel? And there was a big responsibility in my childhood of, you know, I would go places with my family and they all knew that I had that ability. So I would get bombarded. And as a child, I would, I would be very much Teresa Caputo. Hey, you over there, you got a dead person. Come here. You know? And I didn't know Mm -hmm. I was a little kid and my mom would be like, Mm -hmm. shut up. (laughs) Shut up. So she would have sit in the car. Yes. My poor mom. She said I was the bane of her existence because of all the crap that I pulled. And I think uh, the the trauma that I wanted to tell you guys about was, you know, trauma is my passion. Like I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to help people with traumatic experiences and healing through them. And I have spiritual trauma. Like you guys, a lot of a lot of people who have like boxed it in or shut it down. They have trauma from family members. They have trauma from not being able to be who they need to be and not having acceptance Mm -hmm. and not having support and always made to feel like they're fucking crazy. And Mm -hmm. I had a very opposite trauma where my great grandma would claim and know like, oh my God, there's evil here. We got to go over here, pack the seven-year-old. I need her. You get what I'm oh, saying? So yeah. I was used as a tool to lure spirits so that she could get rid of like dwelling energy and stuff like that, because it was the cultural belief that my great grandmother had of dwelling spirits and, and evil demonic mm-hmm. presence and stuff like that because of her studies and her practices and whatnot. And it comes from a very Catholic mentality. Mm-hmm. And so she had a grotto and this grotto is this brick, beautiful cathedral style, like monument in her backyard. And it was full of saints. And she would take people out there and she would do healing practices. It's like modern Reiki. And she would do like Olympia con huevo, which is the egg cleansing. And she would just cleanse them. She would read the egg. She would. And then, and then, I don't know, it turned into a trend. I got bullied for all this and now it's a fucking popularity trend and I'm confused. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? (laughs) Now all the cool kids are doing it. Right. I'm all, you guys right. bullied me. What is this? <laughs> well, you're, you're made to feel different. And I think that's really hard. And, and, and because you've had that, all that support, regardless whether if it was wanted or unwanted, right? Yeah. You had that family around you that kind of understood you on a level that like our family can't keep up with. Yeah. And we can't have the conversations that you do. So it's, it's wildly different of like, we can have the same gift but be put in different scenarios and just decide whether we choose to go this path or not. Right. right? Right. But you had such a great support that you could even walk away from it and your family would be like, well, she's a seer, but she doesn't want to be. Yeah. Um, You know, Uh, but what really kind of like, I know with Dana and my story, it's like survival. Like we shut it down to survive. Mm -hmm. Right. Because people can be mean. Oh yeah, and they can be misunderstanding, oh, yeah. and and they can be cruel. And you kind of hit it on the head. It's like you make fun of me, and now it's popular on like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like now everyone wants to wave their sword in the air, and I'm like, uh, I asked you to LARP in the park, and you said no. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's frustrating. But, so what? 
I know, like, is it hard for you in, to, like, kind of, like, you have the heritage of the religion and the practice, right? Mm-hmm. Is it hard for you to just kind of decide, like, what your own experience is with spirit versus, like, what you've been told? Like, have you struggled with that in your learning, in your development? Oh, absolutely. Because I was brought up to know that, like, there's demonic energy. I was brought up to mm-hmm. believe that there's dwelling spirits and, you know, a lot of scary nightmare type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And my own experiences, like, as a medium, I've never felt like a spirit has been trapped anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. I've had the experience to speak to a spirit, they're asking, like, hey, you can see me? Holy shit, this is cool. Like, can we talk? You know? And so I would challenge it. Like, my great-grandma started having strokes when I was 14, and she passed away. She had a massive stroke, and her heart failed. And, you know, until the moment that she passed away, she told me, teach their own. You believe what you want to believe. I'm not going to ever be mad at you if you disagree with the way I believe in things. You need to figure out yourself. Like, oh crap. When I was like, I want to be a card reader. And I was 10. uh, They were like, okay, well, here's a deck of playing cards. And I was like, okay, teach me. She's like, no, teach yourself. You got to learn yourself. That's Mm -hmm. your way of doing it. You figure it out. And I did. I struggled because I would be told, okay, well, we need to come here because there's a dwelling spirit, like in my teens and stuff like that. Like, we need to come Mm -hmm. over here. There's a dwelling spirit. The person is very haunted and blah, blah, blah. And I would be like, it's it's empty. No one's here. What are we talking about? (laughs) So I've had to, like, go to a lot of places and, you know, tell them, I'm sorry, your place isn't haunted. Like, yeah, there's a negative energy here, but it's your negative ass. Like, mm-hmm. like you're causing that weird energy here. You're bringing it here. Mm-hmm. Because every every spirit that I have encountered, like, yeah, I've encountered some dark vibrational spirits and that has been weird and they are weird as hell. But I've I've struggled with that because I don't feel like spirits get stuck. Like, oh, you died there. You have the same outfit and you're you're just stuck there. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I don't ever see their clothes. I don't see them naked though. No, but never. Like, I'll see features, or I'll see like yep. certain things that they may have like favored, like a favorite jacket or like a favorite hat or something like that. But it's just it's weird. Like, and then like Hollywood really fudged everybody up too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've struggled with that. So there was permission though, which was cool is like you were saying, your grandma was like, you teach your own, like, it's okay that you, you don't adhere to what I believe, which is really cool. I mean, I would think Mm -hmm. that sometimes growing up like that, especially kind of like they were almost your mentors in a lot of ways, you know, and sometimes your mentors aren't as flexible in that way. So, and, and I actually love that when you were like, I want to be a card reader, they were like, teach yourself. Because yeah. I think you trusting and learning that yourself is what yeah. made you. And I, I just have to also go back to you just trusting and feeling the whole way as you developed as a child. That's beautiful because I think spirit communication is sometimes the most natural thing that we can do. And it's our human right. that gets in the way. And we're always overanalyzing it. And when you say Hollywood messed everything up, we expect these big, huge, loud bangs, whatever. And when it's just simplistically going to those subtle things that come in, those subtle little things, those words, those feelings, those impressions that come in, that's spirit communication. And we've been taught by society, by TikTok, by phones, by TV, by Hollywood to ignore all of that. And you as a young child were like, no, pay attention to that stuff. That stuff's actually really important. And that's dope. Right. Right. And, and, and I think that that has a lot to do with my mom because my mom had no idea what was happening half the time. And, you know, we would go places and I was socially awkward my whole childhood. Like it's always been really hard for me to maintain friendships and stay close to people because my energy is such like solitude and I don't like to go grocery shopping and I don't like to be in public. So I definitely feel that everybody who's trying to seek for this type of life, they don't understand the hardships that mediums and people that are psychic develop, like they face because 
it's like rogue. You touch something, you're feeling the vibration, you're feeling it. You're very in tuned with your surrounding. You're very in tuned with your body. You're in tuned. And then you seem like a crazy person or you seem just awkward. And so my mom, my mom was a big help in my whole experience of connecting to spirit because she didn't understand it at all. She didn't come from a background of like mediums and psychics and whatnot. Like she had a grandma who read tea leaves. That was about it. But, and her mom loved Reiki because she was a nurse. So she liked to practice energy work. But my mom, my mom's a painter. My mom, like my mom paints, right? Oh, cool. And so she, she never, she never shut me down and she was patient with me. And I would come to her room one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. I had to sleep in their room all the way until I was like 14 because of things that would happen at night in my, in my life. And, and my mom, she never would be like, go to bed already. Like, knock it off. Like, like most people get that behavior, that trait from their parent. Like, I'm tired. Why are you constantly in here? My mom was like, just sleep right here. We'll talk about it in the morning. And she always said, well, what happened? Tell me everything. And she was just like, oh my God, that's scary. Don't bring it to my room. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Leave that over there. You keep it away from me. Right. I think that's really, it's hard because I can look back and, and just sleeping with my parents because I was terrified of my room. Because you don't mm-hmm. also have an explanation and you're also not building your discernment when you're a little kid, mm-hmm. right? And it's so easy to read into what the boogeyman is and that information that's coming through when it's just a spirit that's maybe has an experiencing like negative things in their life that's impressing it upon right, us, right? Right, right? But as little kids, we can't decipher that. So it's scary mm-hmm. and it freaks us out. And so our parents protect us. Um and I think that's really cool that your mom kind of stood back and was like, hey, like, tell me everything. Tell me everything. Oh, yeah. I think, um, I know in my experience, and Dana, I'll let you speak on yours, I was even uncomfortable even telling my parents about it. Right. Like, I would have rather look like a wuss sleeping with my parents than to tell them that I was seeing things because uh, I had the TV uh, kind of uh being my babysitter growing up and what happens to everybody that says they see something. Right. You're watching you too much locked, TV. You get locked away. Yeah. You get locked away or you're told that you're imagining things. Right. So nobody was hearing me. So that's cool that your mom was like, tell me, tell me everything. You know, and my cousin has struggled with that too, because um, he definitely has uh, the same gifts as I, and he Mm -hmm. definitely was a latchkey kid. So he didn't really have, his mom was in the military. She was busy all the time. So she didn't really have... Mm -hmm the proper way of helping him through those moments of seeing things. So totally, you just told my cousin's story right there. <laughs> like he was terrified mm-hmm. to speak about it. And I was like the only person he could be like, there's something in my room. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm scared. And I was like his protector. So <clears throat> I, I walked through this path just being very honorary, being very stubborn and just like, no one's going to tell me how to be. No one's going to tell me how to live. Like if I want it, I want it. And I have, I've had normal careers. I, I did nursing for a while. I worked in a hospital. Like I've, I've had normal careers, but they, none of, none of them made sense. And I was always finding myself in this weird hole of like, like identity crisis and filling everybody's vibration and just being like, I'm lying to myself, like I'm not being who I need to be. And so <clears throat> I think that having a support system is very important. And I think a lot of people misinterpret the whole like development system. They think that, oh, well, you just want to control me. You just want to tell me how to do it. You just want to, no, let us understand where you're at with your development. Let us give you a little bit of tips and tools and help you accept <laughs> it for yourself. And I think that's where people struggle with wanting to do development is they think that it's like joining a cult. Like mm-hmm. they, they automatically mm-hmm. think that. And it's not. Development can help you because you don't have to go through a development class and agree with them. You can mm-hmm. gain perspective. Yeah. You can hear other stories. You can understand where other people who are like trying to get to a place with it and understand it and accept it. Because we don't even have all of the scientific proof or anything to give us factual shit that what goes on on the other side. Like I have people all the time tell me like, well, why don't they have human emotion? Like why, why do they not? I'm like, because you're sitting there with that emotion. Like you have to be the unbiased vessel. You have to Mm -hmm. take their, take their stuff 
And yeah, sometimes you'll cry. Sometimes you'll cry mm -hmm. because you're like, you feel that sadness between the disconnect between that person who was living and the person who's still here. But that doesn't mean that that spirit's like, now cry, cry for me. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. cry right now for me. Like they know they're like, I want them to understand that everything's all right. Like I'm still in existence, but I'm not physically there. And that's the hard part. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think I'm jumping all over the place, but this is a pet peeve of mine is I do, I do get irritated when I watch people fish for readings. I do. Mm -hmm. And you know, like COVID happened and then all of a sudden everybody was a psychic medium. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> why <laughs> well i think people got really sensitive during covid right Whoa. because there was a lot of fear and so they invested in the frickin the schmabble schmaddle i can't say it because just in case but um that was on repeat a lot for and a lot of homes if you notice like a lot of their television shows like i know somebody that works for the travel channel and they said their ratings were the best that they ever had during 2020 mm -hmm. For, from from where the the travel the travel channel the travel channel the travel but channel. who yeah. on the travel um, channel we'll, we'll we'll talk off we'll talk off but we'll talk but off. but the you. thing but. is is like I've all also mm -hmm. just being in the industry how many phone calls did you hear about people being like my house is is haunted and things mm -hmm. like people started those occurrences started like the because all of that energy that just like you were saying earlier, that negative energy in people's houses, that was their negative energy in their house building up. And there was a lot of that going on during COVID as well. Cause people the thing were is, is like, if, if you think about it, it's very biblical in a very weird way. Cause it's like you strip the wool from the sheep, then they see. So mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like, yeah, like COVID happened. Everybody was forced to stay at home. They had nothing better to do than to pay attention. Mm -hmm. So then they all started mm -hmm. to understand, hey, okay, there's something here that I thought was baloney this whole time. And I think everyone's capable of a higher connection, but I just, I don't comprehend mm -hmm. why people get a deck of cards and then they automatically are psychic. Like, I don't understand that. Like, mm -hmm. why don't you explore? And why is psychic the like the best thing you can be? Like, why can't you be an intuitive empath or a uh, intuitive, uh, advisor. Like what, why, why mm -hmm. are those terms left out when everybody's like, well, no, I own tarot. I'm a psychic. What? I don't mm -hmm. understand that because claiming that you're a psychic has a huge responsibility because what do psychics do? They see the past, the present and the future. So psychics, they love haunted places, right? Because they're like, Oh, residual energy. Fuck yeah. Boner. Right. And then you take a medium to that same place and they're like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I feel nothing. There's no spirit. They're like, it's been said. Oh. It's been said that they walk this same plank every single day. And it's like, mm -hmm. and, psych and psychics are like, yeah, they do. And they're angry. And mediums are like, I don't get it. It's this thing on. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody walking this stupid plank. Can mm. someone please point me in the direction of the real spirit here? Like mm -hmm. it's frustrating. Well, that all, that all goes down to like misinterpretation of evidence, mm -hmm. right? Because we misinterpret what we feel as psychic versus medium, mm -hmm. right? Because feelings are the language of spirit. It has a feeling with it. We know we feel it. When it's residual energy or if it's psychic, we understand it feels hollow to us. So I think mm -hmm. we kind of understand energy a little bit more. And it really I, I chaps my ass, girl. Chaps my ass. <laughs> I got chapstick. Are like, this is spooky ooky. And I'm like, but it's really not. How much of that is your own interpretation? Or how much of it that is because you've already known the story before walking into yeah. this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Because one thing I know about paranormal investigations, and especially on TV, is they all tell each other the story. Oh, gosh. And so by the time they end up getting any information, they've already had this pre-assumed uh, story that they can run by, and they're just making it fit every single criteria. What happens if you walked into that space as a medium, and you knew nothing? Oh, God. And so you were able to prove what happened. So that's what I do with right? my development classes. Okay. Mm -hmm. We do, we talk more about that. We, we, so I take students, I make them go through like a six week phase of figuring out what energy type they are, because I do not tell all my students, well, you're psychic. I'm like, you figure it out. You tell me what you are. 
right? Like you tell me, like, I'm going to give you all these tools and you tell me what you are. And I'm cool with that. Right. So, um, once they kind of get to like that six week, I take them on a field trip and it's always random. And I just give them like, Hey, we're just going to go to this town. And all I tell them is supposedly it's haunted. We're just going to figure it out. And I don't tell them anything. And I bring paranormal equipment to see if like they get any type of like that stuff. And then they can interpret it for themselves. Well, I ended up taking them to this ghost town, this mining town. That's like a couple hours away. And like, I, I knew the story. I knew the story, but I didn't tell them shit. I was like, I want to see what happens. Right. So I take all these students in and, you know, some of them are like, oh, I'm just, I'm tough. I can handle this. And some of them are like, I don't really like this stuff, but I'm going to wing it. I'm going to go with it. And we do it and we're, we're like involved. And all of a sudden the house starts moving by itself and I'm very logical. So I'm like, is there a vent? Is there a window open? Let's figure this out. Right. And, and it was cool because I got my students and each of them had their own experience. Some of them had very psychic, like residual energy. And they could tell that it was like residual energy. Like they can feel the vibration of the movement of the house when it once was. And it was a, it was an old general store. And then I had a couple like mediums in there that they were like, oh my God, the owner's wife is, she's talking to me right now. She's telling me how she loved this place. And like, none of them had a very scary experience until like deeper into the night when the father of the house who was deceased started like yelling at us from the other side, like, this isn't your house. What are you doing here? Get out. (laughs) So, so it was cool to watch my students not know who, what, when, where, why, and like them come all and they all came together and they all had similar stories and none of them had talked about it. Cause I separated everyone. I was all Mm -hmm. scatter, go have fun, play with the equipment. (laughs) Then they all came back and they were like, Oh my God, there's this lady. And she's like over there. And then they're like, Oh my God, I saw that lady too. You saw her. She has short hair. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. And I Mm like those type of experiences because I was on the travel channel. Mm. (laughs) I was, I did an episode. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I fought, I fought with that host off camera so bad. <laughs> I love you. I just want to oh, say that's that. awesome. I was, I was like, I'm not going to lie for you. Like if no, that was that a machine? What are you doing? Oh yeah. I fought with him. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard because we want our work to have validity mm-hmm. and we want to have our credibility because really, if you look about our work, it's integrity. And everything that we do has to have integrity. Mm -hmm. And if we compromise that, then what are we pushing this work forward? And it just kind of looks at those naysayers and skeptics of being like, you are right. Mm -hmm. Right. But we, we work in integrity and honesty. So when somebody asks us to do something that's compromising our morals and you're standing up to it, I love you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I I just, Mm -hmm. I just don't toy with it because I grew up with it. So I'm like, I'm not going to fake it to people if it's really like legitimate and happening. Like I would rather people know it, but when people claim so much weird stuff, like constantly, it's like, why are you the pin in the needle, like in the haystack, the the needle in the haystack that this is constantly happening to. And there has to be um, a, a physical, like I have a doll and the doll laughed and I haven't heard it since. And I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for it to happen. And I'm having cameras up and it's, it's the, sh- I've never experienced that before because I logically walk in my store. I hear laughter from the back room and I'm like, where's that coming from? And I'm thinking, is it the the pigeons up front? Is it the dog next door? And I'm walking around the whole complex. Like who's here. Right. And I haven't heard it since, but like weird things do happen. But mm-hmm. I feel like what TV is doing to people is it's making them hyper fixate on the thrill of it. And they don't want to have understanding. They just want to mark it as evil, mark it as like, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to give it any like, oh, my God, I really want my Nana to visit me. I miss her so much. And then the cabinet door opens. There's a demon in here. No, it, like <laughs> yeah. it might be your Nana telling yeah. you to put your dishes away. Mm-hmm. In a past podcast, I had mentioned uh, I was watching this the same uh, channel, uh, and the guy died of like eighty. He was like eighty one years old, yeah. mowing his lawn, had a heart attack, and she was like, "A demon took him." And I'm like, "Wow, these demons are really busy." God, man. <laughs> Maybe he was just 80, 81 years old and with a bad heart. It could have been. Could have been. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, I love how you just let them discover on their own. 
who they yeah. are mm-hmm. and find their own path. Cause I think that we all find our own path and I don't, you know, going full circle to where we started, there is more, more than one way to roam. Right. And I think that we all, like all three of us are different mediums and you know, mm-hmm. there, as long as you're ethical and I love that you're grounded in how you approach stuff and you're looking for the why of why something happened first before you're like, yep, that's it. That's that. that that's I'm, a I, <laughs> I feel like such a party pooper in the spiritual community. Cause I'm like, mm, prove yeah. it, prove it. Like, I, I'm, I feel a little bit bad because I'm, I feel like I'm the party pooper of Orbgate right Every now. Every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you party pooper. <laughs> That's me. Like everybody, if I have to hear one more time that there was an orb on, on a TikTok, I'm going to freak out because uh-huh. I'm like, it's a light. You can see there's like, they wave their arm and then the dust, mm-hmm. it's dust. It's pet yeah. dander. Like do orbs happen? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Do orbs happen every freaking time somebody's on a live? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, let's have some discernment. And like when magical things happen and amazing things happen from spirit, it's beautiful. It's the coolest thing ever, but have some mm-hmm. discernment. Think with your right. critical mind. I don't know where it happened, where we lost critical thinking in spirituality. Like, I feel like when people um, embrace spirituality, movies. they absolutely. But I feel like there's this thing that happens where they're like, I'm going to embrace this spiritual part of me that they let go of their critical mind. And they just, they like deep dive. And this is, I think, where spiritual psychosis comes in and all of this right. other stuff. And it's like, keep critical thinking. Keep, <laughs> keep being grounded. It's really important. Yes. Uh, Samantha, you kind of touched, you touched on this a little bit and you kind of going back to like development. It's, I think a lot of people steer away from development because you're right. It, we're, we're going to strip away what your religious beliefs I are. I ain't drinking that Kool-Aid. Really, yeah. <laughs> what they really don't realize is that we just ask you to hold your shit aside mm-hmm. and just come from a standpoint of being like, how great are you if you just step out of the way and just learn to step out of the way, hold your beliefs aside for just a fucking second. And just step out of the way. Right. And just work on your ability. And then you can bring back your religious belief back into it and create a practice that works for you. But we need to teach you the mechanics of getting out of the way and then finding out what's possible. Right. And so that way your religious bias isn't creeping in, creating a conclusion, but you're at least being able to use all your eclairs. Right. So let's get your eclairs out of the way and then keep your religious bias on the side. And then you can marry them and do whatever the hell you want to. But how great can we make you understand that there's it's a limitless potential? Right. So before we move on, this is exactly what went wrong with spiritual community. And if you know the song, then you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Copyright. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I did. That's why I did it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's where but it, it went really wrong. Is, true. Mm-hmm. is because people well, made TV shows and then they mm-hmm. said, well, this is what it is and you should expect nothing less. Mm-hmm. So then they meet mm-hmm. people like us and then they're like, wait, you're a bully. You're not letting me be me. What? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. We just want mm-hmm. you to understand that that stuff is just the fucking glitter that gets it's in your face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well here's the deal I, everyone wants to feel special mm-hmm. everyone wants to feel special this job and the work that we're doing is actually the opposite it's selfless yeah it's actually selfless yeah. it's it's finding the raw part of you healing that raw part of you so you can work with other people mm-hmm. it's not to be like glitter and gold because trust me if it was glitter and gold there'd be a lot fucking more of us and mm-hmm. there's not like there's really not <laughs> like recap on the song i just played exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody wants to be and you know and i think that there's a lot of misunderstanding because i i am not a gatekeeper if you want to do like witchcraft mm-hmm. you do whatever you want like i yeah. don't give a frack right but when it comes to like everyone getting on and claiming, well, I'm a psychic and I'm a medium. Okay, well, give us that evidence and then we'll move forward. Like, show us what you're doing. And and there's a lot of big platforms too that all they do is they talk about like, oh, well, me and 
me and this client and then and then it's like first of all why are you talking about that client and why are mm-hmm. you giving the story like why and then and then I, I get weirded out by all the ones that are like constantly pay me okay I feel a grandpa I have a grandpa yes 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 and I'm feeling like my grandpa Bob died of cancer oh my god yes it's the grandpa Bob and he died of cancer oh my god you're amazing yeah mm-hmm. what just what <laughs> yeah yeah, it's cold reading. Mm-hmm. It's cold reading. It literally is cold reading. But that's what development teaches you exactly. is to have the skills to stick to yes, no, or I don't know. And you give the evidence, not the person sitting across from you giving you the shit, but you giving it as it's coming to you to be inspired by it and then feeling into what the next information is going to come as it's receiving. Because no reading is ever the same. Right. Like, and I, you could probably agree to that. Oh, 100%. Everybody reads different to begin with because everybody has a different connection with their gift. So it's okay to like search around for the right type of people who speak your language. It's totally mm-hmm. fine. And I think that most people stray, like they stray away because they've had a bad experience with um, development courses, like with a teacher mm-hmm. or someone mm-hmm. else who maybe had spiritual ego. And I've, and I've met a lot of people like that along the journey is that a lot of people who think that they are, you know, god's favorite child for some reason um they they do they will have spiritual ego and then they will okay you are not doing it like i do it i don't approve of this and then they just kind of gatekeep your own ability to grow and i feel that people stray away from development too because they have imposter syndrome they can't Mm -hmm. understand their own gift because they were told that they never had the gift or they were delusional or they were bipolar or they were schizophrenic or, you know, they've had the the public really bully them on things that they were legitimately feeling. And mm-hmm. I think when I tell people, like, if you, if you go through an experience of like meeting other people and like learning development, even having like, like a, a mediumship circle or like doing, doing something that's going to help you get different perspective. Like you don't have to take everything literally. Like you don't have to sit there and say, well, they told me I had to do it this way. Like that's no, I think that there, there should be understanding and respect towards mediumship where you're not trying to go in it to be like, Oh my God, the spirit's here right now. And they're telling me that you are cursed and you are going to be sick and every generation like that's that's fearful and you mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that and spirits don't come forward and say those things anyway and so mm-hmm. i i mm-hmm. definitely feel that there's different types of people out there that think and want to teach people and and whatever you believe in and whatever you definitely feel comfortable with then to each their own do it do whatever like, but don't, don't come to me crying when things go wrong or when things are starting to get really chaotic, because I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to fix your mess. Yeah. I think you yeah. touched on something that I really want to highlight there is like, it's good to like get multiple teachers, like finding different mm-hmm. places and then taking what resonates and leaving the rest. Like you don't have to take everything that I say or everything that Matthew says or everything that Samantha says, like take take 70% here, take 80% here, take 20% here, like whatever, Mm -hmm. take and watch other readers too, you know, and say, I really like what they did here. I don't necessarily like that part, but I like that. I want to integrate that into what I'm doing. And that's part of the development too. But like development circles for me, you know, was feeling less lonely uh, because I felt really lonely doing this. And I felt like I was the only person in the world that was going through what I was going through or feeling what I was feeling or anything like that. So it was finding community. So it was also trusting. And, and this is where I leaning into your intuition, leaning into that psychism, leaning into all of that, into your development. Does that place feel safe to you? Does that teacher feel safe to you? Does that feel like the right place for you? Just because your friend, Steve said that this is the best teacher ever. Does that mm-hmm. feel right to you? Trust right. what you have coming in. If that's not the right place for you, know that and trust that. And also know that like there's a, only teachers or places or circles or whatever that are going to take you so far. Trust when it feels like you've outgrown a space or a place. Oh, yeah. And, and that's okay. On. You're not obligated. You're not obligated to stay right. there just because you took a couple classes. Like you don't need to make it a cult yourself, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to feel obligated to stay in this space if you grew past it. Um, 
just because I grew up around it doesn't mean I didn't explore and take like certain classes and try to see and figure it out. Like I wanted to meet other people. My first experience with a development class though was horrible because I was so young. I was, I think I was, I was 18 or 19 and mm -hmm. there, our family, like we, we knew all the other like psychics in town and people that were very much like book writers and stuff like that. So, so we had this family friend and she was basically like the top psychic in our city. So she was doing like development classes. She was teaching people about like reading auras and like uh, doing, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like a different type of mediumship. And I'm like not thinking about it right now, but uh, she was doing like beginning uh, stages of it. And so she had opened her book and said, you know what? Anyone can come to this class. It's like $10 ahead. Just, you know, come. And so Matthew, my cousin was like, do you want to do this class with me? And I was like, sure, I'll go do it with you because he was scared. So he wanted to, he wanted to get mm -hmm. like his own boundaries. He wanted to feel comfortable. So he wanted to do a class and I was like, I'm for it. I will come support you. I will do it with you and I will see how I feel about it. And <clears throat> it was probably a bad experience because, um, the way she treated me because she knew that I was more advanced than others. So she bullied me for that. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to sit in without giving answers and just watch how she did it and just kind of like soak it in and, and watch other people because I was more intrigued by watching other people. And I didn't go so that I could have like the blue ribbon of success. Like I went because my cousin wanted a support system and we decided we wanted to do that together. So it was a really bad experience. And then I went to another one and it was an amazing experience and the teacher mm -hmm. was great and they challenged me and they definitely didn't make me feel that way. And I think the reason that I don't like to do like development classes for myself is because I feel like they're slow paced. I get really bored and I have like ADHD and I'm like, what's, can we move on? You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> like, as soon as someone's reading me, I'm like, I already have everything done for you. Like, what do we do next? And so I, I just, I'm like, you know what? It's, it's better if I just teach. It's better if I just help people and I slow myself down by doing something that I like to do and watching that light turn on on another person instead mm -hmm. of me trying to mm -hmm. fight to the finish line for some weird ass reason and be like, God, I was so bored and I was so tired because it wasn't moving at my pace, right? Because I was comfortable at a faster pace. So that's why I would rather teach Mm -hmm. and and kind of sit in and have an understanding and keep the compassion and not gain any type of ego by being down here helping people start or helping mm -hmm. people understand or give you know like free responses because I don't think everything in life has to be so expensive you know spirituality is a free for free thinkers and free minds and I just I I just don't think that everything has to have a, a, a charge to it sometimes. So that's why like mm -hmm. with my, with my lives, like I do them all for free and I like to do mediumship for free. You guys do too though. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> it's like a way of giving back to the community of showing like, Hey, this, this exists. This, this can be like one day, this could be you sitting in my chair and doing this for people. If you believe in yourself enough. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that's, that's the cool part. I think what's awesome about that too is it's it's a way to prove the continuation of life after death. It's a way that like we can show that like even if they don't get a reading in that live, even if they don't get it and they're watching somebody else receive it, that it's possible for them. Right. That they can go find a really good medium, but they got to use discernment. But even getting back to our development, right? Like even for us, um, is kind of like when you're to that point where you're like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to teach, but like trying another modality of being like trance mediumship or this type of mediumship or this, because I really do feel like they all work together mm -hmm. in this really weird system that even if you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go do this trance mediumship, which I think me and Dana are going to go do in October of how, okay, how can I deepen my evidence or how can I have spirit blend with me differently? Uh, or if you don't want to do that, like, how can I make my students better? And how can I learn through them? And how can I challenge myself? So like, I love that you're kind of being like, you know what, I'm going to follow my own path. I don't need to follow this linear line. Mm -hmm. This linear mm -hmm. line does not exist. And it's wherever we're called. 
but like always constantly knowing that like we're a student of the spirit right we're gonna learn regardless it doesn't matter the scenario we're, we're actually learning when we're reading mm-hmm. right and it's and people don't realize that as well yeah but I have a quick question for you. So one thing I notice a lot too is them thinking like when we're saying like, hey, try it this way. As a working medium, we see things, right? We're further along the line than those are that are beginning. And a lot of people that are also resistant on it don't want the feedback of being like, I struggled where the fuck you are. I know where you are. And I'm watching the information fucking hit you and you're not giving it. So like, try this. And they get super frustrated Mm -hmm. and they think that we're trying to change them, but we're really being like, step out of your way. Just give what you get. Be okay with being wrong. Mm -hmm. But like, I I see that frustration where a lot of people avoid that development that come in with a predisposition because they think we're trying to change them. But I'm like, no, dude, I was right there with you. I was right right in your seat about like two years ago. (laughs) Right, right. I think um, with my own type, with my own students, because, you know, um, I've I've done, I've done some pretty advanced style um, developments too. And they were really good. Mm -hmm. They were really good. But I just kind of came to the conclusion that like, okay, what other people had to teach me, I've already learned. And now it's like, mm-hmm. I should teach these things to other people to help them where they're stuck. And, and that's, that's kind of the way that I host my classes is it's not just one way of doing it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, tapping into various types of reading energy and reading and tapping into the other side. I did, I had my students do a cold case too. And they got everything correct without even reading the case. And that was amazing because I had some of these students that they didn't like the psychometry. They didn't like to like do the photos and stuff like that. They didn't like to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Like we, we trialed and errored so many different ways of doing um, reading and tapping into energy. And then I had two that were just like, they were struggling so bad. And then I was like, well, I said, I have an investigation type stuff coming in. Like, let's, let's do that. So they did that. And two of them just totally like let go and went all the way in, gave all the evidence, the proof, everything. They were like pinpointing, they were giving like initials and it was like, see, that's what your gift is. Just because you can't Mm -hmm. do this doesn't mean that you're incapable. Mm -hmm. And then I had a missing, a missing person's case and they, like a, a, a couple other ones, they tackled almost everything on that missing Kurt and they got closer to figuring out what happened to the person. So I think that it's interesting mm-hmm. that when we are helping people um, kind of expand their own horizons, I think it's interesting to watch people show diversity. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're showing mm-hmm. so much difference and people that are seeking this type of a life, what they need to understand is it's okay to go and ask questions. There are no stupid questions. Like ask those questions, get those Mm -hmm. answers. The only Mm -hmm. stupid question is the question not asked. And Mm -hmm. if you're going to assume and think that you have all the answers and that's spiritual ego. Oh, hell yeah. One thing that you taught that you taught me that I need to definitely, like I've learned a lot from you, even though we don't interact a lot. Um, is that we're all a, t- a form of doctor, right? We're not really doctors, but I'm going to use doctors because it's going to make sense in this analogy. That all of us, as we develop, find what we actually thrive in. We can do it all. We can do it all. But we're like doctors where one person is like a foot doctor and another one's a chiropractor and another one's this. Like we all participate in what we find and what we light up on, but we're all doing it in consistently and keeping healthy relationships in this community samantha you do things that i just don't do i know and so i'm happy to be like here go to samantha madrid (laughs) you'll be in good hands right because i don't specialize in that Mm -hmm. and so i think what uh i see the community do is they tear each other down oh yeah right so what are your thoughts on like supporting each other mediums i'm very supportive because every every medium has Like, first of all, I'm not going to support a medium that I mentally don't or haven't had an experience to see them do mediumship. So I'm not going to like blow on my platform just because I like you. No, if I saw that you gave evidence, if I saw that proof there, then yeah, I'm going to be like, hey, you know what? 
maybe you should go to this person, especially if someone doesn't really um, understand my way of doing it. I'm like, hey, there's Matthew Tao, there's Dana, there's Hannah, there's Pam, there's, you know, there's there's various other people mm-hmm. who can maybe tap in with you and you your energy type will be more suitable for that. I am a huge support because I'm a solitude. I'm called a solitude witch. So I work alone. I work in my solitude and I grew up with spirituality, but I grew up going to festivals, events. I grew up with a community. I didn't grow up with the catty behavior that is now. I didn't grow up with people being like, well, I'm better than you. Like I didn't grow up that way. I think that every single human being is a part of this big old puzzle piece we call life. And I also think that every single person has a capability of connecting to higher source. They just have to figure it out. They have to heal. They have to do some trauma work. They have to do some root work. They got to figure out who they are. They have to stop trying to be like the copy paste version of their friend. And I also tell people all the time, like, you don't have to just go and be like, well, I want to be a medium. I want to be a psychic. There's so many different types of energy workers out there that are slept on, like intuitives and intuitive healers and Reiki and um, empaths and and people sleep on empathy all the time. But 90% Mm -hmm. of human beings identify as an empath. You know, the little 10% is narcissism, but we're not going to talk about that, right? (laughs) But 90% of human beings identify as an empath. And that tells you, that gives you scientific proof that people have a part of them that can develop further. Because Mm -hmm. empaths, intuitives, clairs, and then, you know, all the way up to like prophecy, right? We all have a higher source. It's just written in different languages and we speak the different language and that's okay. So supporting, supporting each other is very important because you can't sit there and take on the whole community. Like you can't take on, you can't take on every single person who needs to be healed. If you got some good friends and they just know what the hell they're doing and they know their shit, put it over there, spread it. Like my students freak mm-hmm. out because I have so many clients, right? I have like, cause I've been doing this for such a long time. Like I've started professionally since 18 and I just went from there that I'm just like, I got too many clients, but you can go to my student. You can go to this person. You can go to this person. I can't get you in, but go to this person, go to this person. I'm, I'm all about that. And, Mm -hmm. and it's because if I can't get to you, that's fine. I'm not the greatest thing. Like there are other people who can give you amazing services, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'm all about like having the positive community of teach their own. Everybody's different. I'm not going to judge you upon the way you do it. I'm not going to judge you the way you do it. Everyone has their own capability, their own ability, and we all need to show respect for that. So I know that a tough topic that I wanted to talk about really quick are death doulas. Death doulas is a really hard uh, energy work to kind of comprehend because um, I think that a lot of people don't know what a death doula is. And it's not, and, and believe me, like in my, in my culture, like we don't, we don't do pregnancy and we don't, we don't talk about death because it's like, that's you and God. That's like your own contract. So death doulas are very different. Death doulas are the people that come into a family and they help them with a spiritual practice of understanding death from a different perspective. And I think that what people do is they take the term death doula and they're like, Hey, I can tell you when you die. And it's like, Oh my God, why are you doing that? That's crazy. Why would you do that publicly? Like, if you're going to be crazy like that, do it in the back fucking alley. But anyways, that's besides the point. Well, I think it's a misinterpreted word because I know a couple death doulas. And they're and awesome. They just hold they just hold space when somebody passes on. It they just hold space. That's their main fucking job is to walk in and be with somebody and sit with them and hold space and help them cross to the other side in their beliefs. But that's their job. It's right. not to walk up to me like I'm a death doula. So You're gonna die next week. The reason yeah. the reason I brought that up is because I recently saw someone who was saying, well, I'm a death doula. And they were saying, I could tell you when you die. And I was like, oh my God, you don't know what that is. And that freaks me the shit out. <laughs> like what's happening here? And and I think that if you are, are trying to understand something because dark can't exist without light and light can't exist without dark, there are going to be darker forms of readers. There's going to be darker forms of energy workers. And if you're into that thing, go for it. We will definitely direct you like, go for it, take off, whatever. But we don't, a lot of us, me, my, like I can only speak for myself. We in this room, and I know you guys don't do that. We don't really handle that dark shit. 
So I'm the gray area. So I'm definitely like, because of the way I was raised. So I go down, but yeah. I go up, but I go down. And if, if, you know, if, if people don't vibrate with that, that's okay. You just have to be open enough to understand that you got to use your own discernment of who you're going to for a service because you can get scammed that fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the dependency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you have to, why, it always comes back to the why. Why are the people doing this? Is there a dependency, Matt, like you said? Is there an upsell? Like why, it, if you if you come to me, you're going to have to pay extra for this and whatever. Just be careful. Be, be discerning on who you're using. Um, but I think we all have our special spice. I always talk about it as our special spice. And I don't believe in competition in the spiritual world. There are so many dead people out there. There are so many dead people out there. There's not enough mediums for all the dead people out there. And so I'm supportive of of ethical readers that that do this work well. And I, I don't think there, there's any reason for competition. There really isn't. You know, just well, cheer on the the people out there that are doing this for the right reason. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so my great grandma used to always tell me like, if you feel like you have to compete with every single person in your position, then your ego is bigger than you and you need to check mm-hmm. that. And I grew up knowing about spiritual ego at a young age because I was the only one in my family that could talk to spirit. So they didn't want me to think that I was better than everyone. So they were like, you're, you're a vessel and you're a very, um, I would say healing vessel, but that responsibility can hurt people if you use it wrong. And I think that human beings, they understood that they can exploit people off of grief. So that's what happens is they found something. They said people hurt, they're seeking, they want to know, they want to understand because death is the one thing that human beings do not understand. They understand that it happens in their physical life, but they don't understand what happens after because we don't have the scientific proof to back up what that is other than the uh, anomalies of like mediums and spiritualists that connect and give you raw evidence. Uh, you know, they have full blown con- co- like conversations. You never gave them a word and they're telling you these things. They're telling you that it exists. So people, they saw that and they were like, Hey, it's a quick way to make money. And I could make money off it fast. Now growing up with Curandismo, Curandismo has had a bad reputation for quite a while. And that's because people have been exploited by bad practitioners where they come in and they do fear mongering where they're like, yeah, I can help you. And this is what's going on. And then they read you and they actually give you a good reading, but then they tell you, you have to donate to me every month in order to stay clear and clean. You have to send me money uh, or your daughter's going to get sick or your son's going to get sick. And that's a bad reputation that's happened around um, Mexico for a long time is that there was bad uh, curanderos and bad curanderas. And so I definitely, whenever I meet people that have had those type of situations, they always ask me, well, how much do I have to send you a month? And I'm like, what? You don't send me anything a month. Like when you see me, you see me one. And my my goal in Curandismo is to practice a healing ceremony that you don't need me again, that you actually feel liberated from that energy that's been stuck around you. And so every single person that has gotten a cleansing from me, they'll hit me up years later and they're like, hey, I just want to like touch base and maybe get another one because everything's been fine since. And that's the way that real healing works is, you don't need to go to a practitioner once a week. I don't let people see me, but once a year, like, I'm like, you can get a reading once a year from me. And I don't let people get like codependent on me because I'm like, no, if you're that dependent, then we need to get you into some therapy. We need to find you a therapist because Mm -hmm. I feel like people will see people that are like psychic, intuitive, they're healers. And then they're like, okay, this is cheaper than therapy, but you may really need that therapist. And there's, so many therapies that you can actually get that are very beneficial. You don't just have to go see a shrink. You can see a grievance counselor. You can see an emotional counselor. You can see a child trauma counselor. There's so many different types. And I think people just are afraid to be categorized as crazy to go to a counselor when they need it the most. There's trauma Mm -hmm. coaches. There's life coaches. You don't need a psychic. Like I tell people all the time, like my whole goal in life is against my own practice. It's funny, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I want to get you to the point where you don't need me. Like you don't need a person like me because you're self-sufficient. Empowerment, baby. Mm -hmm. Empowerment. Mm. 
And I so I share with the community all the time. I'm like, hey, I don't have time. Hit up Dana, hit up Matthew, hit up whoever, hit up Pam, hit them up. They're great mediums. They could probably help you because oh shit, I think my first opening is like November 17th right now. So like, I don't have a lot of space. So I'm all about sharing. I share, I share mm-hmm. so many clients with whoever I feel is a good practitioner. You lit up my soul when mm-hmm. you were like, I don't want you to need me. Yeah. I don't. I don't want you to need me because psychic dependency and psychic uh, addiction is a real thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a it's fucking placebo effect, bro. Mm-hmm. We, we mm-hmm. help you, we help you ignite that serotonin production. And then you're like, oh my God. Oh, so I have people all the time tell me like, why do I always feel so good around you? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm living proof of what you can be, but you're choosing not to be like, you gotta be that you gotta be that for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's the one thing that I teach is I'm like, I'm not jumping into mystical shit. I'm not jumping into psychic of anything. We're going to talk about your confidence. We're going to talk about your self-esteem. We're going to talk about where you're stuck. We're going to talk about your traumas. (laughs) And then we're going to psychically develop you off of that. That's awesome. That's dope. That's an awesome approach. I love it. No, there. A hundred percent. I would say a good amount of some of my psychic readings that turn into life coaching. I'm like, so <laughs> let's unpack this because <laughs> mm-hmm. you've got some stuff here that you keep on drip. This, this, you've done this and this and this over and over and again, let's talk about that. Right. But that's, but that's the healing, right? And it should be pushing you forward. You should be leaving space better than you came in and it should yep. be an empowerment thing. I love it. Yep. I, love I tell it. people all the time, if you walk away from a reading and you're confused as fuck, you, you need to figure that out because you should never leave a reading feeling more confused than when you walked in. And that's for mm-hmm. mediumship yes. and that's for psychic readings. It's for any type of reading. If you leave and you're confused and don't get me started on the whole fucking everybody's your twin flame. No, it's a trauma bond. It's a trauma bond. <laughs> like <laughs> that shit, that shit itches my asshole. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, Mm-hmm. how come everybody wants their ex back? How come everybody is seeking their soulmate? Like, why is it that people think that you need another person to be whole? Why can't you be whole for yourself? To, yeah. Do we need to play the song again? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you two both block it. <laughs> uh, well, Samantha Madrid, it's been such a joy having you here. And I just want to say like how much we love you. We do. Really. Yeah. But where can they find you? I know you have a podcast. I know you got a podcast. It's called Shit My Psychic Said, okay? And Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. Matthew had to go back to work for a little while, so we haven't fucked with it. But he's actually quitting his job in March. So we're going to go back on and start telling stories of our life and our childhood and just talking about the randomness that we just talk about because if you've noticed he hasn't really been around it's because his he mm-hmm. he, he works for child protective services so he's been really busy dealing with a lot of crazy stuff right now so that's why our podcast has not been touched um in a couple months um it's called shit my psychic told me and then you can always find mm-hmm. me on instagram at sacred.moon it's spelled s-a-k-r-i-d period moon m-o-o-n you can always find me on TikTok under Psychic uh, Samantha Madrid uh, 751. Yeah, 751. Mm-hmm. That one is my only one. I don't reach out to you. I don't call you beloved. And if you are a scammer, I will fuck with you. <laughs> yes, she <Grand> will. <laughs> You do the same shit. You do the same shit. <laughs> I'm all, oh my God, you can help me? They're like, yes, beloved. What did they say? There's a line at the end where, like, when you catch them out, they'll call you a name. And then I take in that name. And then when another one messages me, I just insert the name. And they're like, oh, bro, (laughs) you must be, like, three cubicles down. I'm sorry. sorry. You're the worst. (laughs) Like, you're the worst because you figured out they were the scammer. Like, you're the worst. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I had had a scam call. Yeah, they call you a name. I had a a scam call saying that they were from the Google and that they wanted to oh. help me with the Google to up my experience by paying uh, $19 a month for the VIP business corner for the Google. Well, I mean, I would have done it. I don't know. But, you know. So, so I was like, okay, here's my credit card, 4321. <laughs> 
One, two, three, four, four, six, five, seven. Dana would Dana would have fell for it if they said, Hi, this is the Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, I'm here. What, what is what is with the Taco Bell thing? I'm I'm so confused. Is it just I your love favorite Taco one? Bell? It's my it's your favorite, favorite gourmet restaurant. Not gourmet. She's keeping him in a business. <laughs> It's my, I mean, it could my, be considered gourmet. When I eat, it's when you eat your feelings, like when you, you know, we all have that comfort food. Like when I go to eat my feelings, mm-hmm. it's Taco Bell. Really? Burgers. I don't, I don't have a comfort food. I just starve myself. <laughs> <laughs> so burgers, Taco Bell and nothing. <laughs> depression. She's a son. <laughs> What's your depression look like? Well, well mine looks like a bean burrito. Mine no. looks like that. Leave branch. it in the comments below. <laughs> My depression looks like the bridge. Uh, I may well, be there later. We love you all. <laughs> huh? You're in our heart. She's gonna come back huh? for another episode. Yes, I, I'm, <laughs> we're gonna do it. But thank you, everybody. We love you all. Thank You're you. In our hearts. And Dana, take it away. You are the the light of a hundred thousand Taco Bells. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bienvenidos en la podcast, crazy people. Y come caca. Sí. Sí. ¿Por qué? No sé. Oh, God. No sé. Ayúdame. Mira, ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? <laughs> Muy bueno. feo. Okay. I only know el Aquí? Oh, God. This is blasphemy.